What's up, friends? You're listening to episode seven of From Anxious to Able. And in this episode, I am interviewing Gabrielle Brick, who is one of my favorite people of all time. I originally met Gabby at a Sovereign Rising retreat where I sous chefed for her. And then come to find out, not only is she an amazing, amazing chef, she's also an intimacy and life coach, as well as a single mom of twin boys. And let me tell you guys, she approaches everything in her life with such ease and grace. And she offers loads and loads of wisdom. I'm so excited for this episode. I'm so grateful that she came on and I can't wait to share it with you. coming and you're listening to from anxious to able what's up guys thanks for listening to from anxious to able we're here today with gabrielle brick gabrielle thanks so much for joining us thanks for taking the time i love you so much (laughs) (laughs) i love you too i'm so pumped to be here so pumped okay so Everybody knows from the little pregame I gave them at the the beginning of the episode um, a little bit about you, but I actually came to know you through the Soft and Rising as a a chef, like a badass chef. But then like later on, you're like teaching a class on sensuality and I'm like, what is going on? This girl's amazing. And then it's like, I find out you're a dancer and you're a mom of twin boys. And I'm like, okay, I need to know your life story. Like, how did you end up where you are today? And and were you always, because I know like food is so important to you and really the relationship with food, but like, was that always your story as a, even as a kid? What was your childhood like? Like, I want to know, how'd you get here? <laughs> wow. It's a loaded a, question, I know. So yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So Italian-Irish household, right? But my mom was Italian. My dad grew up in the Bronx and they used to call him the Guinea Mick. Because he was basically an Irishman with an Italian heart. And and so my mom, you know, growing up with a mom that's Italian, it was a very Italian-centered household. So food, as you know, is massively important. And then my dad's mom cooked everything all the time. And when I was a young girl, she actually used to stand me, you know, Mimi eggs from the retreat. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The best eggs ever. (laughs) Those are literally her eggs. I used to stand. Her name was Lillian, but we called her Mimi, which is the French for grandma. And and she would have me stand as a toddler on a chair by the stove and stir papers, scrambled eggs nonstop. And that's like, that was my intro. Like, I think obviously between my mother and my grandparents, right? Like food was a central conversation in our family, whether it was Irish or Italian, the family gathered at these huge tables full of food and it was all homemade. Mm-hmm. So that set the tone. And, you know, oddly enough, you know, I was a dancer. I danced since I was three years old. And so obviously, you know, there's, there's at least an awareness of your body and what I thought at the time was, um, you know, uh, healthy. Right. Right. Uh, and then, 
And then, you know, there's, I was a personal trainer and, you know, that's required. I was a certified personal trainer and you're required to study anatomy and nutrition. Same with dancing. I was a major dance major in college. You're required to study nutrition and anatomy. And that kind of was another layer, right? Built another piece of the foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other part I think is that really, I have always felt that there was something more and that is really what led me on a journey of self-discovery was that there's something more available. I don't know what that more was. I didn't know what it was. It was just this yearning, this feeling that there's something bigger happening than me than I can put words to or that I can feel and touch. Right. And, you know, and I went through drug addiction, alcohol addiction, um, you know, unhealthy relationships. And really it was, through my discovery of self, that calling of there's got to be something more always had me asking really important questions of like, why am I choosing this? Mm. Right? What is that about? Like, why are you choosing to be here inebriated alone? Like, you know what I mean? Like putting yourself in these scenarios that are dangerous. Like, why are you choosing that? Or, or in an unhealthy, toxic relationship, why are you choosing that? Or choosing to, you know, um, self-abuse through alcohol or, or food denial, whatever it is. Right. And, and that over time obviously led me on steps to better my life, but it really wasn't until I found, and I think I may have told you the story at the retreat, but is I found this book with three naked guys on the cover. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? They're standing in a tree and they're all naked. Sorry. I said the F word. And I'm on my break, I'm bartending in Manhattan, right? And I'm like, what is going on? And I open the book and I'm reading a few paragraphs and I slam the book shut and I'm like, oh my God. And literally, if we are going to bring everything down to a micro moment, that was the moment. What's the book and like? I, <laughs> it's called Nature's First Law, The Raw Food Diet. And David Wolf was one of the authors. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure I have okay, that book. So- months later, I was working um, at the only gourmet raw food food delivery company on the East Coast, right executive to the owner as the sous chef. So I was running his business. So I was learning how to run a business of this proportion. I was also his sous chef. So I was planning the menus, working with all the customers. And we had 300 stores across the tri-state area. And we met, I met David through, I personally met David through him because we hosted an event in Pennsylvania. And within a few months at that event, David's like, do you want to be my assistant? I was like, yeah. Wow. And and then there we go. I packed up my car and my cats and I sold all my shit. I saved what could fit in my car. And I went out to California to follow David and learn from him and Honestly, you know, I studied with him, like directly under him for years. And I got to study with Dr. Gabriel Cousins, and I got to study with Dr. David Jubb. And, and I studied with those guys before the Institute of Integrative Nutrition came out, before Cornell University had a plant-based nutrition course, right? It was like this really underground, like personal experience. So I got to hang out with these leaders, and really absorb their information. And it completely transformed my life. And actually with David, I started doing lots of events and and doing the retreats. And that's kind of why Sovereign Rising was such 
an amazing um, full circle for me because I started as, you know, chefing these retreats and I went all the way into coaching because that was the natural progression and then back into uh, doing these amazing retreats that, again, right back into the coaching, right? It's like this, <laughs> this evolutionary experience that keeps evolving and, and um, it was a really long story, but that is basically how I got where I am today. <laughs> okay. I have to, like, this is amazing because I, I need to, like, go back to when you were talking about how you just knew there was something more because I know this feeling and I know that most people know this feeling and and a lot of the times it just gets shut down and shut down and shut down because we don't want to look at what's wrong but I feel like what you said about just asking questions like when you don't know where you're going next like I just remember that feeling I came back from Pachamama sustainable living community where it was like total bliss and then I went straight into college and I just was so depressed and I just felt like there's something more but I don't know what to look for I feel like I have this blank slate in front of me but I don't know where to go or you know like you just have no information no community you know and I feel like that what you said about just asking questions every step of the way like is this right for me am I doing this just because it's been you know the the path has been paved for me already like am I doing this because I'm afraid of what would happen if I didn't like how was it for you saying yes to somebody who you know like to be David Wolf's assistant like in that moment did you feel worthy of that position how did you get to a place where you felt worthy of saying yes I want to do this Great question. And um, I don't know that I felt worthy so much as I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure I keep this position and grow. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and in that journey, self-worth grows. It blooms. Yeah. It blossoms. But I think wherever we are, we're taking a leap of faith. You know, like, are we, do we, do we have a sense of self-love and understand to a capacity that we're worthy? Yes, but only for where we are in that moment. And each journey that we take, right, is, is another opening of, of the, the lotus or another, you know, peel of the onion. And, and in that, we discover where we can love ourselves more deeply and where we can, in doing so, create the, the, profound understanding of how worthy we actually are Mm, and opens the doors for more possibility. Yeah. I feel like this comes up time and time again. And the interviews I've been doing is like, start before you're ready. Always start before you're ready because you're Mm -hmm. only ever ready for what you've already done. You know? Oh yeah. I can do that again, but (laughs) yeah. Oh my gosh. I think if you've got, we've got to have the courage to dare right? To love ourselves more than we love anybody else or anything else. And in that, that's where I think we really discover who we really are. Mm, Yes. Okay. So you started coaching way back then, like you've been coaching for years Yeah. and it's kind of changed and transformed over time. Just like you were saying Mm -hmm. every level Mm -hmm. kind of, but are there anything, is there anything that really has stuck with you from the beginning? Like it's those like fundamentals that have kind of driven you um, that your teachings are really based off of, or is it completely different than what it used to be? 
I gotta think about that. That's a good one. Um, I think there are some general rules of thumb in that, you know, back when I was a teenager getting my certification as a personal trainer, right? And, and we're learning about the kinds of clients, uh, committed, willing, and able. That is still a theme today, right? Whoever I'm working with has to be committed to the process, has to be willing to unlearn everything they think they know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and has to be actually able, like physically and emotionally able to take on the journey, mm. right? So that piece has been consistent from as long, I mean, you know, since I was 17. Wow. Right? That, that piece, uh, I remember actually sitting in the chair and learning that in that moment. And, and that is consistent to this day. Mm. What has evolved and changed is, is I think what we were talking about and what you said is that, you know, where I was then and where I am today, right? Yeah. What I'm able to offer today is so vastly different than what I was able to offer 20 years ago, because my journey 20 years ago was what it was. And now here we are 20 years later. Yeah. Right. And oh my God. <laughs> okay. So I kind of want to go here for a second for people who are listening that maybe feel like they aren't an expert at anything, or maybe they feel like they are stuck in a belief system. Maybe they've created their brand off of a belief system. And now, like you said, they're growing and they're expanding and they're transforming and they don't know how to incorporate that you know, into their life now? Like, how did you take, how did you, because it seems like you just kind of went on this effortless flow, but did you ever feel like you were stuck in a, in a belief system or you were stuck in a like certain way of being when you were coaching and things like that? Do you know what I'm getting Oh my at? God, completely, completely. Yeah. I mean, my, I think the smartest move I ever made in branding was that I stuck with my name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, because I wasn't, you know, I, my, my business, and I think most businesses, you know, grow with you. Right. And, and, and then you're growing with it because then it takes on a life of its own. And now you're like, oh my God, I've got to catch up. I've got to do more work so that I can hold this baby. Right. And, and, and it certainly has not been effortless. Um, it's, I think that classic look of, you know, you become a celebrity overnight you know, like when we look at, you know, Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt or somebody, right? We're like, oh, it was overnight success. No, it was 20 years of, of grit and, and teeth and, and sweat and like, you know, risk taking and being willing to just give it all up in order to get what you want, mm. you know? And um, just, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, you have to believe in yourself and you have to understand that the beliefs that you're holding in this moment may not be true, even though you think they're true. And if you consistently ask yourself, like genuinely take moments to ask yourself, you know, what do I really want to do? If everything was taken care of, if I had all the resources available to me, mm. right. And you can really drop into that feeling, right. Really drop into that feeling of 
oh, wow, everything's taken care of. And I can literally choose the thing that lights up my soul. Mm, That's good. I've been doing that today, actually, (laughs) planning out like, okay, if everything was available to me, what would that look like? Because it's very hard when you're already in it and all of a sudden you're focused on the numbers and you're focused on the advancements or whatever to remember what it is that you started for. And so to have that already down, you know, which can always change and, and shift and should always, you know, come back to it every once in a while, but to have that written down where you can go back to and just sit and look at it and be like, yes, this is why, this is why I keep showing up, you know, because it, it, it can be hard. I mean, even though you're in, my intentions are good, I still get caught up in numbers sometimes and, you know, just do, 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 and then have to bring myself back. Like, okay, but why am I doing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And really preaching from a, not preaching, but coming from a place of um, like what I'm hearing from you is like really coming from a place of this isn't necessarily the truth, but this is what I have to offer you right now. And really come, you know, being just offering the information, just offering the possibility to people rather than being like, no, this is right. This is what you should do. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, totally. And I, and and in that, right, it's like if we all step into the moment, understanding that the only thing we have is this moment. And if I'm showing up authentically and I'm showing up in my best version, mm-hmm. right, then there's that's truth. That's honesty. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it changes because the only thing constant in life is change. That's yeah. the only, but we can count on change. Everything changes. I mean, tomorrow is going to be different than today, an hour from now, right? Like we could have an epic perspective shift in this moment that completely changes who we are. Mm. That means 15 minutes ago, we weren't the same person we are right now. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so good. Okay, I want to like kind of steer this for a second because I want to know where were you at in your life whenever you got pregnant and what did that look like in your career and things like that? Nina bringing it home. (laughs) So before I got pregnant or right when I got pregnant, I was selling the one Budge chocolate bar, and that was the very first raw artesian bean to bar chocolate bar to hit the shelves of Whole Foods Market back in 2006. Yeah, that was the first one, literally. And so by the time I got pregnant, I was in over 200 stores across the country, and I was getting ready to launch in Canada. Um, And there were, you know, I was I was the manufacturer, and I was, you know, grew it myself. And I didn't have investment at the time. And when I got pregnant, I was in uh, oh, an unhealthy relationship and with the, you know, the biological father. And um, in that moment, and I was also, I had just started speaking. Like I had didn't done an event with David in Canada mm-hmm. where I was speaking in front of hundreds of people with him, right? I was at the longevity conferences, getting ready to potentially speak on that stage, right? Like my career was in a very different place than it is now. And I want to just 
plant this seed right here, right now, after that statement and say, everything happens for a reason. And I'm so glad that it does. Right. Right. And what happened is being pregnant. And, you know, it's funny, I almost started a company for women um, about being pregnant and motherhood, because what I realized in reading all of the literally the best selling books that are out there about nutrition, they were all wrong. Mm-hmm. And telling you to have coffee and wine, but not eat sauerkraut. I was like, what? what is even happening here? Right. And, and I realized though, that nobody was talking about the emotional changes, the spiritual and emotional shift that a woman goes through the moment she hears I'm pregnant. Mm. The moment we discover we're pregnant, we completely change as a being. We are now growing another being inside of us. And that knowing in and of itself is its own journey, let alone the physicality of being pregnant and then the initiation of birth itself, right? There's an entire emotional thread, right? Mm, Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) Right? And so in that, as a single pregnant woman, I mean, I was living with my partner at the time, but it was, it was really, we were going through the motions and Mm -hmm. I was really single, honestly. And, and I didn't have it in me to find funding or find a broker to sell my business. And when we ran out of the last of the bars, I was like, I'm pregnant. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Done. And then as a coach, because I was still coaching people, I physically couldn't travel anymore, Mm. right? I couldn't do the in-person one-on-one. And so now all of a sudden, everything had to switch to virtual. So everything I knew in coaching had to go to an entirely different realm. And I was single and pregnant with twins. And I was like, "Uh, you know, whatever. (laughs) I want to talk about this because... I know there are so many single moms out there who have kind of just thrown their hands up and been like, okay, well, that's it for me. Like now I'm a mom and and that's it. You know, like I just have to survive and they're just constantly thinking about surviving. Um, so what, how long was that period of time for you? What was it like, first of all, when you knew, okay, I'm doing this on my own mm-hmm. and when did it shift how like what mindset shift did you have to have in order to now come back and like full force and just like yeah you know it's all your magic bring it bring it (laughs) um well the first thing is I knew that I was going to do this alone before I even shared with the biological father that I was going to have a child like I I before I told anyone I really sat with myself to make sure of what I was getting involved with to the best of my capacity. Cause we never know. We're like, oh, yeah. I'm pregnant. no idea what that means until we're like in it. Yeah. And so I knew then like, okay, I'm going to do this regardless if he's in or out. I'm in, I'm full, it's fully in. So there was that piece of, I, I didn't feel like a victim. I very much felt in control of my choice. Mm. Right. And I think that's an important piece. And it, and I think that's important for, as a discussion and period, because none of us are victims. I wasn't a victim to anything. I made choices and I made some poor choices and I had to own that and accept that and look at where I was lacking in self love and lacking in courage. Right. And 
it's in it's actually in in the initiation of birth of my children that I I learned a very powerful lesson about my intuition and that it doesn't matter what decorations a doctor or a person wears with letters and numbers and certificates. It doesn't matter if they're a priest or a guru or whatever it is. As a parent, my intuition as a human, my intuition as a woman, my intuition knows. Mm. Nobody else. I have chills. I have chills. (laughs) Right? Right. I know this feeling so hard. (laughs) Yeah, I know you know. I know you know. Oh man. Right. Mm. Yeah. And and it's, it's that piece that really, and I had to go through some, some things, you know, the birth story was, was a painful one. And, and I had to work through a lot of guilt, um, you know, and, and, and shame of being less than. And, and I think that really that guilt and shame came from programming, uh, societal programming, um, you know, I grew up going to Catholic school, right? There was a lot of layers. And so mm-hmm. I had to work through a lot of that. And I would say probably when the, my sons were three, it had been enough time I had been celibate, you know, I was breastfeeding, I was fully involved as a solo parent, you know, the sole provider, everything. And, um, you know, at that point, I you know, used all my savings and, you know, it's, it's, it was time, you know, mm. and I was like, I'm going to bring the chocolate bar back to life. Mm. <laughs> it's just funny, you know, I'm like, and I think, you know, and I, and I brought the coaching back, but I took, I took like two people a month, mm. you know what I mean? Like super simple. And what I discovered in all of that, I don't even know if I'm answering your question at this point, but what I really realized is, and what I realized when I gave birth, my happiness was actually paramount. And so much so that it was, it almost felt like I was in a war with the world in that if I'm going to raise my sons the way they deserve, then my fight for myself, my determination to love myself more than I've ever loved myself before has to be the biggest game out there. Hey friends, I know this episode is so juicy and I promise we'll get back to it. And I promise you also want to stay until the end because I convinced Gabby to offer something absolutely incredible to the From Anxious to Able listeners and you don't want to miss it. But for now, it is time to introduce the next mom-made collection. Now available on the From Anxious to Able shop, www.fromanxioustoable.com slash shop are these adorable reusable coffee koozies made by Jenny Bryant. Jenny Bryant lives in Maine with her husband and two children. She's a writer, editor, teacher, maker, reader, and language enthusiast. She began making coffee cozies with the scraps from other grander project, and they turned out to be the one item that people consistently wanted. Ain't that the way, she says. Her current passion is small-scale independent publishing. You can support Jenny's creative spirit and other mom-made collections by going to www.fromanxioustoable.com shop. If you've been enjoying this episode or this podcast altogether, there's a few things you can do. First, you can open that purple podcast app, search From Anxious to Able, and click Write a Review. 
Let us know what you think about the podcast and help us get the word out. You also could snap a picture of this podcast episode and post it on your stories. Tag at your moon mom from anxious to able, tag Gabrielle Brick, and let us know what you're thinking about this podcast and what you've gained so far from this episode. We so appreciate your support in helping us get the word out about this podcast. Thank you so much. Let's get back to the episode. Mm. Mm. Yes. One thousand percent. I honestly don't even know what to say to that. I'm just like mic drop. Boop. <laughs> You're so good. You're so no, and I just I resonate with every stage of what you were saying. I mean, like as soon and it, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, it's almost like and I was talking to this about this with Brooke in our interview. Um, it's like a switch turns on. That's just it's like a compart. You have like a compartment in your mind of what a mom's supposed to look like. And, like, so that switch turns on, but then a whole different switch turns on that's, like, out of this world, has nothing to do with the way you were brought up, has nothing to do with what you know, and it's just this, like, like intense, like, energy that just rushes through you. And I remember feeling that because I was extremely emotional throughout my pregnancy, and I was going through a lot of intense decisions on how I was going to birth, and feeling like I didn't want to make people around me un- uncomfortable and just had so much stress of like wanting to. But honestly, the way that I felt when I was pregnant, I could have just gone into the woods and s- just been super still and quiet. Done, You know, like just I didn't need anything. I was fine here with my baby. <laughs> it didn't matter who showed up or who didn't. Like I was just like I know what you were saying about, you know, it didn't. If you were okay with doing it alone, like even though I know I know I didn't wasn't gonna have to do it alone, yeah. I understand that feeling because it's like this is just so beyond what I know. You know, this just yeah. is like you just have to show up. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> like though learning those learning those intuitive feelings. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. Like, how did you know the difference between making a decision based off your intuition? Like, I don't know why I know this, but I just know, and it doesn't make sense, and no one agrees, but I just know. How do you tell the difference between that and the fear of just being wrong, you know? Like, okay, no, I'm doing this because I want to be right, Um, and just, you know, how do you, yeah, how do you, how do you separate the two from all of the opinions coming from you, from doctors and other moms and your family? Like, how do you, how do you tell the difference? How do you pull it apart? Yeah, like, yeah. nope. That's a good question. And, and honestly, I think, you know, we have to fall down a few times to really understand that muscle. Right. Um, totally. Because for everyone, it's slightly different, like how it shows up. I will say though, that fear is a primal emotion. A knowing is something beyond us. And our intuition is a knowing. Mm. Right? So the feeling of our intuition is never contracted. Yes. It's always expanded and like almost out of us, mm. right? Where fear is a very physical, contracted experience. Yes, that is such a good way of explaining it. <laughs> so good. Because that's how I determine, it's like I sit with it. If I make the decision in my mind of what it is that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing and the weight just falls off, then yeah. I know, 
You know, it's like, okay, I know that's what I'm supposed to do. Even if it's like your tummy's a little nervous or whatever, it's like you feel like you can breathe deeper once you just make the decision. And then it's like when you're asking yourself, should I do this thing that, you know, maybe everyone else is saying that I should do or maybe I'm just, you know, just whatever. I feel like I'm supposed to do this, whatever. It's like, yeah, you contract. It's like your breath gets shallow and you feel like there's literally been bricks put on your shoulder. I think that's a perfect way of explaining it. (sighs) <sighs> yeah, I know so many mamas can relate to that. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's get into libido because I know you are all about the sensuality. And um, I, I personally, I'm a very sexual person. And, like, when I was pregnant, I was so horny all the time and so just about loving myself and so on it, on it, on it. Um, But since I've had a baby, I am, like, seeing a whole different part of myself. And I really want to just touch on this because I know when you say sensuality and you say libido, you're not just talking about sex. Yeah, yeah. But for moms out there who have just been going through the motions, who are literally just like their, you know, hairs on brush, just covered in spit up, and maybe they have multiple kids, so they've just been doing this for years, and they don't even know, like, what they're passionate about or where to access that or anything. Like, what what tidbits of information, wisdom, anything you can give us all. (laughs) All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. It reminds me, I did, um, probably about, my kids are what, going to be nine? Uh, I'd say maybe about four years ago, I did something called the Mother's Mastermind. And we talked about this piece on sensuality and the libido. And first of all, as, as a mom, I think we've got to give ourselves time um, you know, I didn't want my boobs to be touched. I mean, it, it, it elicited me wanting to punch somebody. Totally. If, if my, <laughs> like, I was like, don't fuck that Those are my babies. I, yeah, you know? And I think that there's just a very real understanding that if you're breastfeeding, like, I think the first two or three years, like, there is a, a very genuine um it's not about the, the husband or the partner. It's about the baby. Mm-hmm. It's about the baby. And that is going to take, that doesn't mean that some women aren't in, you know, in their fire and passion and maybe with their experiences in a way that they can still hold that fire. Mm-hmm. It's been my experience in talking with many moms and myself included that it, it took um, until my children started weaning for, the sensual fire, like my yoni really waking up again. Mm. And what I did while they were breastfeeding is I did a lot of work on self-love and with the jade egg. And I did a lot of mindset and emotional work or what I like to call fantasy play, which really helps women peel the layers of what their, um, afraid of in their sensuality or sexuality, which is really just our creative power. Totally. Right. Our sexuality is, is quite literally our creative power. We give birth to other humans, right. Mm -hmm. Through (laughs) 
the implantation of a seed from a big <laughs> delicious wand. We're pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, so um, I think that owning our sensuality is a really key piece. And, and that requires, though, being unafraid of the magnitude of our sensuality and knowing there's nothing we need to do except be in it. Mm. Right. And, and as a mom taking the time to when our babies are little, like what will cultivate ultimately the return of the fire is time to yourself, even if it's a bath every night, but it's non-negotiable, right? Finding the time to love your, to, to give back to yourself is essential. And it's, it's the only way back to the fire. It's the only way, right? And that might look like everybody else gets nothing or they get very little bit, right? Right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you're saying about fantasy play and things like that. So how do moms out there or just people in general, how do they get over like the – because – the guilt of feeling like, oh, well, I should be focusing on my partner. You know, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about these things. So why am I not, you know? Totally, totally. And well, and I think that honestly, I think this is a conversation with, to have with men as well, because I think there's, there is a union that needs to happen in, um, and it, like an understanding in that when a woman first gives birth, I mean, our bodies are completely depleted mm-hmm. and exhausted. And then we're immediately breastfeeding. So there's a further depletion happening. On top of that, emotionally, we are in a completely different realm than we've ever been in in our entire life. And and our partner, having a, a, a partner that can relate to that and understand that. And that might mean though, an education in your part, like educating your partner. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this is anything that our society discusses or talks about. And so I don't think it's appropriate to blame uh, our partner if they're, they're misunderstanding that. I think it's, it's actually the opposite of really getting vulnerable and really getting honest about here's what's up. I'm depleted and I love you. And I would love to give that to you. And <laughs> there's nothing left. Right. And then, and then the understanding and, and, and having your partner be able to, to have a logical and emotional understanding. So there isn't a taking of it personal. Mm. Right. And so then there's a holding that happens. And when you're being hold, when the mom is being held in that way, She's able to exhale, which means in return, she's able to give back a little bit. Yeah. Right. And it might just look like some cuddle time. And honestly, I highly recommend that is get into bed naked together with the baby. Right. Mm-hmm. The baby is not this separate entity outside of you guys, even though it is. It isn't. It's very much a creation of your love and togetherness. So to to put this baby in the compartment where it's over there and you two can only be together over here is, is, is like saying, um, my work has nothing to do with my life. Mm. You know, nothing is, everything is together. And so, so embracing that and getting naked with your partner, bits hanging out and all cellulite, belly flab, whatever it is. Right. Like, like 
getting naked together with the baby. Mm, Yeah, yeah. That was definitely a conversation that we had to have. And that was something that I needed to learn how to speak up about. Because for me, I've just always been like the initiator. And then throughout, you know, my pregnancy, I went through a stage where it was like, I felt very insecure at times. And I was like, for the first time in my life, I was really, really like looking at my own just body image stuff from high school and, you know, just all that. And I didn't want to be the initiator anymore, you know? Like, And then afterwards, yeah, having that conversation of like, for me right now, the like intimacy to me looks like cuddling. It looks like, you know, a fresh cup of coffee in the morning ready for me. It look, you know, just little things like that. And it, and just me being able to say what I need, he just feels so much you know, with rather than this, like, well, why isn't she initiating anymore? And, you know, like that conversation yes. just needed to be had. And then it was like, we're cool. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay, I, think, I get it. Well, and I think you made a really good point in learning, A, how to communicate because you're now a new person. Mm-hmm. You're, to- you're not who you were before you were pregnant. Right. You're a totally different woman. And, and all women go through this. And so, A, learning to communicate and then, B, looking at how we've trained our partner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You were the initiator, right. And then as a mom, our intimacy needs change. Right. Like when I was single, like it didn't take much to light my fire. <laughs> now that I've had kids. Right. And. I'm running a successful business. I need more than, you know, like, I mean, sure, a hot guy can walk across and I'm like, hey, you're good looking, but it's not enough. Yes. Right? Totally. Right? And and so I think that's the other piece is educating our partner on how we've changed. And like, yeah, I know I used to be like that, but I, it's not their fault or it's not even our fault, right? Right. Like we've changed. And now how do we reignite the intimacy? And so that's going to look like a conversation. I'm like, you know what? That used to turn me on. It doesn't anymore. But now this does. (laughs) Try this thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because originally I chose Corey. Like I always knew that I just had this connection with him because he wasn't like that. I mean, every other man in my life was just so you know, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And he just yeah. wasn't that way. Like our friendship was always really important to him. So then it was just funny, the different stages. Cause during my pregnancy, I was like, why aren't you touching me? And blah, blah. And then afterwards it's like, now I really appreciate that, that he can respect my space and yeah, that we can have that conversation. Okay. So right. let's wait, hold on, just one more thing. And then, and then that moment where like, you know, one day he puts down the, the, the coffee for you on the table and all of a sudden you're like, your whole body's lit up. <laughs> Right. Because it's, it's not the coffee. It's, it's that he cares. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's like, Oh wow. That cup of coffee just made me wet. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's amazing. One of the little things. I hope men listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, mamas, you're just going to put this episode on for, for your guys and be like, you need to listen to this. (laughs) I'll see you in, in 45 minutes. Okay. So Um, I know I've kept you for a while. I want to talk about essentially you, though. Um, And I want to get into, because you have these VIP coachings that you do. 
But then you also have a kind of like initiation program for these for these people. Um, mm-hmm. So talk to us about essentially you and what that's all about and the program. Okay, great. So thank you. Um, essentially, you is um, basically my twenty years of experience distilled into um, a six week program. And so this is what it's it's. I have VIP one-on-one coaching, which is very high touch and very involved. Um, and, and I've taken what I've learned from, you know, 15 years of doing that work, um, and distilled that. And then my 20 years of knowledge in nutrition and various forms of coaching, right. Um, and holding space. Um, and I've distilled that into this, what I call my foundational program. So this program, Essentially You, um, and it's Essentially You, Essentially You, a little play on words because mm-hmm. we want to discover the essential aspects of your sensuality. But that starts with a conversation about your relationship with food, your relationship to yourself, self-care, mindset, um, your relationship to your body, right? Body image, um, all of that. And so this program really is the foundational program. It's a six-week program. Um, and I, I accept people through application. Um, but it's it's a group coaching program. And so we do two live coaching calls per week. Uh, and then there's access to an online classroom uh, where there's, you know, each, each module it builds upon itself, and the point is to ultimately create a foundation for you to continue to grow. So my philosophy when you work with me is I don't want to keep you forever, and I also don't ever want you going backwards. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we take the pieces of your foundation that are shaky or breaking, and we, we excavate right? Get it out and let's build a foundation for you um, that is going to keep you moving forward for the rest of your life. So my programs are not band-aids. They are not the quick fix. They are the solution and they are very involved and um, I love them. I'm super passionate. It's pretty freaking awesome. Guys, that's amazing. You Okay, let's just, let's just talk about this for a second because we've been talking for about 43, 45 minutes and... <laughs> Just think about all the shit you just learned. <laughs> like, legit. Imagine taking a six-week-long course with her. and You're going to learn so much. You're going to expand. You're going to transform. You're going to come out a freaking rainbow butterfly. Okay? That's amazing. <laughs> I've talked to so many people who have taken your course, too. And I remember Carissa, whenever she picked me up from the airport for the Sovereign Rising, she was telling me all about it. And she was just like, oh, my gosh, Gabby, is amazing. I've learned so much. It's so good. So, guys, with this course, Essentially You... Um, we have a little something, something for you. Okay, guys, before I tell you what incredible offer Gabby has for our Formation Stable listeners, I wanted to take a moment and read a review from this course. It says, it's so crazy how the universe works. I took your class because I was feeling blah, blah in my sex life, blah with my body, etc. I didn't hate any of it, but I didn't love it either. It's so hard to explain in words what I feel like this class did for me. My life is so different now because of your class. Between the I love yous and the diet plan, my vibration was lifted tremendously and therefore new doors have opened. I was looking for that spark or that thing to help me feel that turned on feeling all the time just because I love this life. I feel it now. 
all day, every day. I've had sex every day for a week. I'm so happy. I get up every day so excited. Mind blown. It's just crazy to realize how it took the right diet, supplements, and finding my passion that gave me life. I bawl my eyes out daily because I'm so grateful. Thank you, Gabby. Okay, are you ready for this offer? Like, I don't know if you're ready for it. I think we need to like put a little drum roll right here. My beautiful friend, Gabrielle Brick, is offering our From Anxious to Able listeners $500 off her Essentially You course. It's a six-week online course that includes weekly live group coaching calls and weekly live group Q&As, and also a private Facebook group. In this Essentially You course, she's going to teach you how to bring your libido back to life via holistic health strategies. She's going to help you discover meal plans, recipes, and cutting-edge supplement protocols. She's also going to teach you how adrenal health is essential for a happy libido. She's going to help you discover powerful tools that inspire passion for life and love and help you learn some mindset techniques. You're going to rediscover your personal and creative power in this course, and you're going to have lifetime access to it. This is an incredible offer, guys. Absolutely incredible. You get $500 off if you use the coupon code A2A. Go to Gabrielle Brick, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-B-R-I-C-K dot mykajabi.com. Or you can find the link in from anxious to able.com slash podcast and go to the episode seven with Gabrielle Brick. I am so excited for everybody who is going to take this course. Please message me and let me know how it goes for you. I know Gabby is going to take such good care of you. I feel confident in this offer. I feel confident that you're going to walk out of that course feeling like a total butterfly. Again, you can find the link to this six-week course at www.fromanxioustoable.com slash podcast and go to episode seven with Gabrielle Brick or go to gabriellebrick.mykajabi.com and use the coupon code A2A. So I'm going to ask you my last three questions. First off, tell everybody where to find you. Okay. um, So my website is my name, gabriellebrick.com. Instagram is at gabriellebrick and Facebook is also gabriellebrick. I do have a free Facebook group um, that's called Essentially You. Um, So you can also find me through that. Get in there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here we go. What is one simple practice, also known as a strategy for sanity, that a mama could incorporate into her daily practice to begin unleashing that inner goddess or maybe just to find some balance? Get up before the rest of the house. Mm, Okay. And even if it's 20 minutes. I need to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Because what that does is it, it allows you to step into your energy first thing, which will create that, that container for yourself, right? So even if it's 20 minutes, you get up before the rest of the house and you take deep breaths, you drink some water, maybe you have some vitamins, you go pee and you stare out the window and you find five things to be grateful for about your life. Mm, yes, that is so good. Okay, what is a stop, drop, and jam song that you have right now? (laughs) Oh, my God, it changes all the time. (laughs) Um, I would say right now I'm really into um, Lindsay. Oh, God, I don't even know her. She's the one who does the violin to the techno. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What is her name? name? Lindsay Sterling. Yes. Yep. Yes, that's this week. 
Uh, my my jam changes on a regular basis. Like last week, I was listening to like Journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, yeah, separate ways. Okay, so you we'll know? add some Lindsey Sterling onto the From Anxious yeah. to Able um, playlist on Spotify. And okay, okay last question. Uh, before I ask you the last question, though, I need to say one thing, and we need to talk about one thing that we did not talk about, guys. You need to go follow Gabrielle. Gabby on Instagram because she is an elixir queen and she is always posting elixirs and that is such a good way to love yourself on the daily is just hop on see what she's making and make it for yourself (laughs) she told me before okay you told me before you got on this episode that you were making yourself an elixir what do you have in there Okay, so I have um, a little bit of guar free coconut milk full fat Right. And, um, I do, I use the Ariba cacao paste. I did some faux tea. Um, I did a 10 mushroom extract blend. I put a little scoop in there and a little ashwagandha. And then I used some stevia, but I actually used the actual leaf, not an extract. Um, a little pinch of salt and some warm water. Yes. that baby. Mm. So good. She also has an elixir course, by the way, that I think everybody should take. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, last question. If you saw a mama who was just in total like overdrive and overwhelmed, like think back to your time when you just found out you're about to have twins or maybe when you had just had your babies and everything had to be on hold. Um, and they just are kind of feeling like unworthy of a career they love and they're feeling of unworthy of a loving partner and they just don't, they just feel like that's it for them. You know, it's like, I'm a mother now. That's all. <laughs> what, if you could just like swoop down and whisper something into their ear in those, in that moment, what could you say to them? Honestly, I'd probably put my hand on their shoulder and say, I love you. You're doing an amazing job. Mm. Yeah. I could cry on that one. <laughs> right. You know, so like, uh, I don't know that I would say anything more than that. Mm. Just I love you and you're doing an amazing job. And I think as mothers, if we can really relax into that, that we're doing our best, we're giving our best. And yes, I'm sure all of our children will be in therapy together. And it's okay because (laughs) it's what happens, right? We give. We give our best. And, you know, when I see a mom on the street, like if we're, you know, like, I think it's important when we see each other to slow down and maybe grab their hand or just smile genuinely and be like, hey, I see you. Yes. How are you today? Yes. See what they are doing right (laughs) rather than seeing what they're doing wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess. I'll end it with, you know, we can have anything we want. We are the creators of our life. A hundred percent. There are no victims. And if you feel like a victim, if you feel like there's no way for you, I, I, my question to you is where are you holding yourself back? Where do you need to love yourself more? That's where you need to get honest. Because if you, if you open the door to that conversation, I promise you, um, it will lead you on a path to self-discovery where you can actually have what you want. Mm. Word. I think I had to drop the mic like three or four times in there. <laughs> Gabby, thank you so much. 
All right, Gabrielle Brick, Instagram, Facebook. You can pretty much find her if you just search her name. Um, But yes, and of course, go to the show notes of this episode to get the link for her Essentially You program. (laughs) That way you can qualify for a one-on-one coaching with her because that's what you really want. You want Gabrielle whispering in your ear at all times and texting you and all the things and keeping you on your shit. (laughs) All right, Gabby, I love you. I love you too. I love you too. Thank you so much for having me. Yes.